Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Friends, welcome. Pro-Life Leader Frank Pavone here. Thank you for joining me for a time of prayer and a scripture reading. Our whole family here at Priests for Life, of which I am National Director, prays for you each day. We want to pray for you now. Feel free to leave your prayer intentions in the comments. But let's delve into the Word of God on a day today when the church honors two apostles, Saints Simon and Jude, and our reading is going to focus on the meaning of the apostles for us. Let's turn to the Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord God, we believe in you as we profess the faith that you have entrusted us to. Lord, we are entrusted to your word. It is not simply that your word is entrusted to us. We are entrusted to you. And therefore, we hold sacred that faith We ask the gift of fidelity to it. We ask the gift of deeper understanding of it. And we ask always, Lord God, for the unity, that unity with that faith and with the apostles who proclaimed it may always be a hallmark of our lives. We repent of our sins. We ask for your grace to be able to spread your kingdom, to defend life, and to joyfully run in the path of salvation through Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. The reading comes to us today from the letter of St. Paul to the Ephesians. Brothers and sisters, you are no longer strangers and sojourners, but you are fellow citizens with the Holy Ones and members of the household of God, built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the capstone. Through him, the whole structure is held together and grows into a temple sacred in the Lord. In him, you are also being built together into a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So on different days of the year, we honor different apostles. This is a feast day of two of them, Simon and Jude. The question I want to delve into is very simple. Why is this so important to us? Why do we honor the apostles? And the answer is also very simple. Because we're supposed to be in union with them. They first received the faith from Jesus. This gift of the truth, which He is and which He hands on to us so that we can hand it on to the world, go and proclaim the gospel to every nation. The gospel which Paul said we have to guard and keep faithful to what we have received. We've received it from the apostles. Paul says, be faithful to that gospel you have received. If somebody preaches to you a different gospel, ignore them. Let them be anathema. Divide yourself from them. Don't listen to them. He said, even if we should proclaim to you a different gospel, don't listen to us. That's a sign, by the way, of a true, authentic, faithful preacher. Somebody who says to you, listen, don't even listen to me. If I tell you something other than what you already know, the gospel you have received. That's why the apostles are so important. 
were meant to be in union with their teaching. Yes, their example, but that's true with all the saints. With all the saints. Not every day in honor of a saint is a feast day at the level, the level of a celebration that the church calls a feast, but all the apostles are because of this crucially important point. And the reading to the Ephesians makes this clear. You are members of God's household. You are built. Now, Peter will later say you are living stones. Same idea here. You are built into this household of God. Christ is the cornerstone. The stone originally rejected by the builders, but you are stones in that structure growing together into this temple of the Lord. So you're already there, but you're growing more into what you ought to become. The daily journey, right, of being transformed in Christ, going from glory to glory, being more built into His image, more and more divested of sin, more and more invested with grace and virtue and good works. So he says, you're not strangers. You know where you are. That's why the apostles are important to us. They remind us where we are. They remind us who we are. They remind us what we believe. They remind us what this truth is to which we have been entrusted. So then how is it that we keep hearing people say, oh, we want everybody to come into the church, but they leave out the second part of the equation? We want them to come to be part of a temple sacred to the Lord, a dwelling place of God and His Spirit in union with the apostles. Christ Jesus Himself is the capstone. As the book of Revelation tells us in the heavenly Jerusalem, John saw the names of the apostles written on the foundation stones of the city. They're there forever. Because it's an unchanging faith. The letter of the Hebrews, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. How is it that, but are there any stones that we don't want? No, we want more living stones to come into the temple. We welcome everyone. But they've got to fit into the temple. Do the stones all go their own way? What kind of temple, what kind of temple do you have if the stones all go wherever they want? Instead of being in union with all the rest. Well, what kind of temple do you have? Stones don't go their own way. Everyone is welcome to become the temple of the Lord. That's a specific identity. Yes, everyone is welcome, but when you come, you have to believe. Believe what? What you want? And we have to sort of put an imprimatur on what you have to say. We put a blessing on any way you want to live. Is that how it works? Is that what you get from this reading? Is that why we celebrate the apostles? We celebrate the apostles who gave their lives for the faith and the truth that they received from Jesus in order to do what? Give us the right to make up whatever truth we want? No, it doesn't quite work that way. Listen carefully what Paul is saying here. There is a foundation of the apostles and prophets. In other words, we accept the words of the prophets. We believe in the teaching of the apostles. And Christ Jesus himself is the capstone. Through him, the whole structure is held together. I emphasize this, you know as well as I do. The message is constantly being conveyed today in the church. And it's a, it's a pressure to change, or, 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 not so much to change the church's teaching, it is that. 
it's a pressure to just allow whatever beliefs people want to have, whatever lifestyles they want to live, and to pretend that somehow we can come together on the basis of that. The problem is not that we don't welcome people. The problem is you're... You're, you're speaking a contradiction here. You're saying, everybody come together, but, but go your own way. The, the problem is not whether or not we're welcoming everybody. The problem is, 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 is it compatible to come together and go your own way? To be united and yet to believe whatever you want. It doesn't work that way. Built upon the foundation of the apostles, through Christ, the capstone, the whole structure is held together and grows. It's, it's, it, I mean, a stone, once it's placed in a structure, it's, it's, it doesn't grow, right? I mean, otherwise the structure, again, it would come apart. The stone doesn't grow. But that's the difference. We are part of a living temple, and we are constantly, once we've been inserted into it by accepting the faith, saying, yes, I believe, those are the vows of baptism. Do you believe in God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, the Holy Church? Yes, we say. Okay, now you're a stone in the structure, but then you're constantly growing into, growing into a temple. On this rock, I will build my church. The built church is constantly being built. We're constantly changing. We're constantly growing, going deeper into repentance. We're constantly growing stronger in faith. We're constantly being transformed into the glory of Christ, brighter and brighter every day. You are growing, not into what we want to be, into that structure of faith received from the apostles. This is dynamic. It's not static. It's not repressive. We grow when we're on that foundation of Christ Jesus and the apostles and prophets. We grow. But we grow into it, all moving in the same direction, all assenting to the same doctrine, all living in the same spirit. And the spirit, as this reading says, dwelling in us. That's why we can't all go our own way, because the spirit has, is, the spirit has decided where he wants to live. It's in you. It's in us. The Spirit who wrote these scriptures. The Spirit who makes us understand the faith. And that's a gospel of life. We don't have people who, who, who go their own way in any doctrine. We don't have, certainly, room in this structure to proclaim a gospel of death, to give any tolerance to something like abortion. We don't all believe our own way. We say a firm yes to life, which means a firm no to abortion, a firm no to any kind of denial of human dignity. Let's continue to pray to be built up into this living temple, the dwelling place of God and His Spirit, the dwelling place of His truth which sets us free. Let us pray. Father, thank you for the glory of being part of your living temple, the truth abiding in us, the spirit dwelling in us. We rejoice, Lord God. We don't want to go our own way. We don't want to bring our own truth into this mix. We want to bring our own obedience to your truth. Make us more and more the people of life, let the teaching on life shine through us with ever more effective clarity. Help us, Lord God, to do the things that you have shown us in your apostles, 
and prophets and above all in Christ. Help us to believe those things, to carry them out, and to proclaim them to the world. In the love that you bind us together with, Lord God, we pray for one another. Show your love in the constant answering of those prayers. Bless the intentions, grant the requests of all those who have come to you today with their intentions. And unite us now as we pray the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. We're praying for you each day, friends. Remember to stay connected with our ministry and abortion.us, our main website, and all our activities there, and abortion.us. We will talk to you soon. Hello, this is Father David Begany. Like many priests, I am inspired and always learning from the ministry of Priests for Life, which is one of the largest and most visible pro-life organizations in the world. This ministry relies on your financial support to be able to do its work produce its programs, and travel the world to advocate for the unborn. May I ask you to support Priests for Life generously? Go today to ProLifeGift.org and give as generous a gift as you can. Thank you so much and be assured of our daily prayers for you. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.